Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. So glad that you're joining us for the Dr. William Clark podcast. This podcast is focused on helping nonprofits simplify the fundraising processes they use so they can build six-figure programs without chasing funders. I don't know about you, but I wish I knew this information before I started working in the nonprofit world years ago. But I'm here to help you build six-figure programs and I'm here to help you on your journey. So would you be so kind to not only listen to this podcast, would you also rate, would you also subscribe, would you also comment on this podcast wherever you're listening? And lastly, would you also be kind enough to share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who you believe can benefit from the content we're sharing? Now, we are here to help and support you on this journey, and I believe that we have some resources that can help you quite a bit. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Now, let's jump into our show. Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to be with you guys today. Welcome into the room. Uh, this is the daily podcast. Well, we try to be daily. Uh, no, let me scratch that. <laughs> this is the podcast uh, that gets together nonprofit leaders. This is created for nonprofit leaders by nonprofit leaders to talk about fundraising uh, strategy and leadership in the world of nonprofits. I'm glad to be your host today. If you're in uh, Clubhouse, welcome to the live recording of this particular podcast. We will do our best to open up the stage for hands to be raised in just a moment. I want to take a moment to just uh, just talk briefly about fundraising over coffee. And this is a really interesting topic. Uh, Those of you that know me and who know me well know that I love to drink coffee. I drink my coffee black. There is a story behind that. Uh, So I just poured me a cup of coffee and I figured, hey, let's just talk about fundraising over coffee. Now, also, what uh, some of you may also know about my story is that one of my favorite stories about fundraising is how I raised $450,000 over a 15-minute cup of coffee. Pre-pandemic, guys, I I used to uh, meet up with people, and I'm notorious, particularly around where I live, uh, for asking people, hey, let's go get a grab a cup of coffee. Why? Because coffee's a cheap date. <laughs> coffee uh, can be had in the morning, afternoon, or, or after work, and it's an all-purpose drink. I don't drink alcohol, and so uh, coffee is like that next best thing. And so coffee, getting coffee with people has always been something of interest to me uh, pre-pandemic and certainly as things um, you know, kind of open up, we'll be going back to coffee. But how to fundraise with a cup of coffee? And just to share this quick tidbit and story about why this matters, uh, years ago when I took over uh, a nonprofit organization, um, I took over this particular organization uh, not really knowing what I know now. Um, when I took the job and decided to kind of uh, take on this journey, uh, I had someone tell me, someone who is uh, close to me, someone uh, who actually had a lot of influence over my career, uh, this person said to me, well, uh, glad and congratulations on this new opportunity. Uh, happy for you. However, this organization that you're getting ready to take over needs a lot of sophistication. And uh, I didn't know what that meant, and that person didn't go into detail. But certainly as I walked into the office and did an assessment of what was going on and what I was getting myself into, I quickly realized what that meant. And just the kind of the synopsis of, of what that person meant, Uh, What they were uh, pretty much saying was that the organization, uh, they struggled in a lot of ways, up to and including culture, um, performance, money management, etc. And and the list goes on and on. And and if you've ever led an organization, created from scratch, and or taken over an organization, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. 
And so, you know, as I kind of got my feet wet, uh, one of the things that was super clear, we needed to fix in-house before we went out-house, meaning we needed to make sure that we were super uh, focused uh, on delivering on the work that we believe that we were created to, to deliver on and to do it super well. We got super focused on what we needed to do and how we needed to do it and all that good stuff. And so that is uh, kind of what we worked on. And so at that point, guys, uh, I also kind of established this concept here around working on a Hearts and Minds campaign. Uh, that became the focus of our work. Now, in order to have a successful Hearts and Minds campaign, uh, an organization has to have some internal perspective uh, about what it wants to do, how it wants to do it, how it wants to accomplish it, etc., and so the Hearts and Minds campaign uh, is is a version of a marketing campaign that says, hey, you know, we really want to make sure that we are reassessing or repositioning our organization in the community so that people have a good idea of who we are and what we're about and what we're into and that we are trustworthy again. Yeah. Let me just repeat that last part. We want to make sure the community the people who tap into our services, the providers, the funders, the competitors, the partners, the frenemies can look at us and say we're trustworthy again. We wanted our, our competitors to look at us and say we need to look out for them again. We need to make sure that uh, we still have a competitive edge over these people because they kind of took themselves out of the game. We, we had to make sure funders can fund us again. Wow. That whole trust again thing was a huge thing for us, and that became the focus. And in order to do that, I said, guys, we need to make sure that we're performing well. We're doing everything we said that we were uh, funded to do. And we have to have this discipline, this performance discipline, this culture of discipline, this culture of following through, this culture of being transparent and open and engaging with everyone that we consider important to our world. That, that was key. That was super key. That was super important. And let's just say that Hearts and Minds campaign uh, went on for quite a while. For those of you who are looking to do that, who are looking to understand how to establish yourself in a community, uh, you may have to do a Hearts and Minds campaign, guys, where you are going out, first of all, fixing internal operations, but then going out and serving as the chief cheerleader of the work. That was my job, to be the chief cheerleader, to be the, the cultural curator. And, and I love that term. I got that from the CEO of Microsoft when he took over the job. Uh, he called himself the chief curator of culture, and I love that. And then also being the chief cheerleader of the organization external externally, right? So fast forward a year later. Um, I built some friends, had some new, had some existing friends, but you know, people who trusted me knew me. You know, they they kind of were sitting back waiting to see me because this was a tough lift, a heavy lift, as is anything you're doing. And so I decided to reach out to a friend who happened to be a funder, uh, and I just wanted to get coffee as as I opened up, guys. And uh, I said earlier, I'm I'm known for just saying, hey, let's go grab a cup of coffee pre pandemic, of course. So this person agreed. Um, went to this cute hole in the wall in Hartford and uh, sat down. And for me, it was just a cup of coffee just to check in because I love to check in. Within 15 minutes of this cup of coffee, after we exchanged pleasantries, I was invited. Our organization was invited to apply for this $450,000 grant, something I didn't expect. And now for those of you who've been in the game for a long time, you know that when you've been invited personally, you kind of know what that means. That means that the opportunity is there for you to lose. 
there's no grant that's guaranteed, but the opportunity was there for me to lose. And that also meant that I had to bring my A game when it came to grant writing, when it came to developing the right strategy to respond to this RFP, when it came to the right approach to positioning ourselves as a stable option for the funder and yet a different option from what was or what used to be. All that to say, guys, you know, fundraising over a cup of coffee, while I love that story and there's a lot more to that story, at the end of the day, I think one of the takeaways this morning uh, for this short clubhouse session and this short podcast, if you will, uh, is to make sure that, one, if you're going to fundraise over a cup of coffee, make sure your internal operations are strong. Make sure you're performing well. Make sure you're delivering on results. Make sure you're doing everything you said you're going to do. Funders are looking for people who are going to do what they say they're going to do. That's all they want. They want people who have the capacity to do it and then have the wherewithal to manage operations to actually do it and to stay true to it. Number two, if necessary, go on a hearts and minds campaign process. It may look different for you as th- than it did for me. For me and the organization that I- I'm leading, uh, it was hard. I mean, it was like literally hard. I was fighting rumors and assumptions that preceded my leadership. And there was nothing I could do about it. I found myself defending the organization, right, from things that definitely preceded me way before I moved to Connecticut and certainly way before I took over the organization. But then it came down to this, guys. How many times am I going to argue and defend and become defensive about an organization that I've clearly decided to lead and that I've clearly decided to invest myself in versus just saying, you know what, appreciate the feedback, we're working on it, and actually showing the results. So as a person of faith, one of my favorite scriptures that I share with my church all the time Uh, is you show me your faith without your actions, I'll show you my faith by my actions. You show me your faith without any activity, any change, without doing anything different, I'll show you how much I believe in what I'm doing by changing everything, about taking action and moving forward. And certainly we did that. That led to raising almost a half million dollars over a cup of coffee. My goal today with this short session, I'm going to invite folks up to the stage now at this point. My goal with this session today is to really just encourage you guys that as you are doing the work, realize that there is someone who's looking out for you, looking at you, and they're wanting to do business with you. There are people who are looking at the work you're delivering on, and they're saying, man, if if they can just get over the hump, I would love to give them an opportunity. I would love to give them a chance. I would love to work with them. And when the door opened for this half-million-dollar funding opportunity, I wasn't looking for it, didn't know it was coming, didn't know it was even an option, to be honest with you. But yet, we were focused on delivering on what we said we were going to do, doing the work, making the commitment. With that being said, guys, I'm going to pause here. I got about 10 minutes before I jump into my next meeting. I want to invite folks up to the stage. If you have something to share, feel free. Raise your hand. With that being said, Mark, how are you, my friend? What do you got to say about the topic? Good morning. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you invited me, so I, I, I take your uh, opportunity anytime I can uh, to, to come on up. Uh, um, grants are, as you know, are, are, are really necessary. They're so, like my strength. So that it's, uh, it's, like, you know, probably a bit of an inside joke between you and I in the last level out there. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I find, um, I find my, the, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm at least on uh, is, is, is really creating 
prefer don't eyeball some screens. Nowadays, you speed bumps and seats got some eyeballs and screens, but we just got uh, a, little, a little bit of a, a piece of a nugget for, for, for people. And what we found, I, I stumbled onto the strategy uh, clearly. If you're planning an event, a virtual event or in-person event, don't try to sell individual tickets. Let me clarify that there. Go for blocks of tickets. Go for blocks of tickets. Especially when you have not, uh, don't have a track record or years of track record of having a conference or event like this. I've just found the power of this. It's just been amazing. Uh, us, by going creating, we've established partnerships that list of prospective partnerships. Identified what would be the value that we could deliver for them in this case. We went out specifically to teachers, education groups, and that said, you know what, you buy a block of 40, 50 tickets, whatever, to this conference, first and foremost, we'll give you all duty. This is something, you know, uh, we, we would normally, you know, charge out for, but uh, somebody buying a block of tickets, particularly when we're starting, that's a huge value. Because of that strategy now, I tell you right now, we went from 20 tickets, we just started selling the tickets about two weeks ago, now up to about 80 in the span of a few days. And uh, it, it, now it positions us to be able to go out to sponsors and say, we have, you know, we have an expected attendance of around 80 to 100 te teachers from across Canada. This might be something you'd want to be interested in. So I don't know if this is something of value, but a little bit of a, maybe a, uh, a little stra strategic uh, strategy that we've kind of stumbled on over here uh, that I think is a lot of promise. Mark, I appreciate that. Always your your input is critical. Um, I, I do, with the time I have left, I do want to kind of engage you here uh, because you specialize in sponsorships. How, how can, give us some practical steps uh, th that can be shared with the person in the audience listening to this podcast, listening to this clubhouse session, who's like, okay, Mark, okay, Dr. Clark, I understand the concept of relationship. How do I over a proverbial, proverbial cup of coffee, build the right relationships with the right people who are willing to give me an opportunity to apply for a major grant or give me an opportunity uh, to sell them a book of tickets or a sponsorship package. Can you just kind of walk us through that? The first thing I, I kind of have to remind people about this is that uh, since the last time we had this conversation, I said, take it easy. Don't go for the jugular on your first meeting. Just don't do that. Like, uh, it's like a little bit of, uh, if, I, if I can, I mean, you're, when you were trying to woo your partner like this, to try to get them to, to like you, I, um, hopefully you didn't go for on the very fruit within the first five minutes, say, let's get married, let's get hooked up. Um, it was a process. It was first and foremost taking interest in what they were trying to do, aligning yourself and doing a little background. And nowadays with the internet, there's no excuse that you can't know or get a, at least an inkling of what, to some of their goals are where they're trying to align themselves in. So to take a, uh, a sponsor, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to make up a case here. Let's, let's say you're a charitable organization and you put, you know, you, you serve meals to the community. Okay. Who, who would want to, who's in that area that would want to provide, you know, meals or serves and meals? Well, you might want to think about aspects of uh, grocery chains, uh, perhaps some caterers, that kind of line like this. Okay, fine. Now, 
who there is really making some some inlines in there is well established and wants to make and, and would want to strategically grow that awareness and all of this. Okay, you make a list, you make a head list up, and a genuine approach, and what I call it is the Columbo approach. Anybody who's ever watched the old old reruns of Columbo, you know, uh, Columbo that detective had a had a how had a way about him is you know he, he'd be very disarming because he'd come off as yeah, he'd come off as stupid. Right, he, he did, like he didn't know know anything, but everybody knew that he was actually far more smarter than he made it out to be. And say, you know, I got this idea. I don't know if it would work. Maybe it's stupid. I don't know. Maybe you want to hear it out. And nine times out of ten, well, I, I find I find people are actually kind of it really does disarm people, and they say, ah, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll hear this kind of person out there, and you say, and, and then I've got a whole my series. I'm gonna give can't give everyone this, but I've got a whole my series of questions where it's just. Frankly, opening up, like you said, over coffee and saying, what are you trying to do? Where are you going to go with this? You're gathering information, and the person on the other end feels very much like they're they're helping you. They're actually really, uh, you know, you, 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 they're helping themselves in many ways as, uh, as well. But you're going to get, get an idea. And you finish that meeting or that conversation off, not with the pitch. Don't go for the pitch. Because we're, we're, we're so ingrained as human beings to... You know, have a binary answer of yes or no to something like this. The goal is just find a way and ask them. Okay, hmm, that's some really interesting stuff. Do you mind if I, I, I got, I got, my, I might ask some ideas on this. Um, do you mind if I kind of come back to you with a couple of thoughts on this at a later point? You take their points down. You don't bring your pit. Don't bring your sponsors a pitch. Don't bring the gold, silver, broth, the GSB stuff. That's garbage. It's, you know. Uh, it, it's just it's a gold. That's just not. This just a waste of time, because nobody wants to be packaged in like this. Everybody thinks they're like this, and then you come back with them after that uh, with some genuine ideas. It's it's much more of an iterative process. Now, of course, I'm really massively uh, glam at glancing over the big aspects of things, but that's the general approach that I take. Is I I, I don't start off. I never come to the first meeting with a package. Because first of all, that, that the point of that is it's it's pure arrogance. It's you're you're assuming what you want to give. Let me repeat that. You're assuming what you want, not what they want. Um, that that's a, that's a number one mistake. And then second off, dog, to that effect, you're going back to them and saying, uh, okay, you know, I heard you out. These seems to be a bit of a challenge. Some of the questions is this: Well, what are some of the things that are holding you back from accomplishing X, Y, Z? And you can then, as a result, go back uh, to them and say, "I've had a little bit of thoughts of your, of, of your, of your challenges. We're doing this at, you know, service agency X Y Z. What do you think about this? Well, maybe maybe there might be a way that we can help each other. I found that those kind of conversations actually um, really advance the conversation further. Since it's a real value partner, they they." They then view you. You open the door to, the, to, to, to you being a problem solver, not somebody who's constantly got a tin cup in hand all the time. I absolutely love that, Mark. And as we close this session, guys, Mark, thank you so much for contributing this morning. I want you to take in, uh, take take inventory of what Mark shared this morning. Take inventory of what I shared this morning about relationships and mark's absolutely right you can't approach relationships especially new ones especially existing ones with a hand open and with the intention of just securing uh revenue from jump street it is a process 
And with that being said, guys, this whole podcast was sponsored by the Nonprofit Fundraising Masterclass. This is what we teach in the Masterclass. We're going to teach you how to fundraise effectively. If this is what you're into, this is what you need. If you're in the space where you need to simplify fundraising, I need you to go to nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Again, that's nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Submit your application and go ahead and join the Masterclass. we got an open cohort right now. If you need the direct link and you just want to DM me, tap my profile and say, Dr. Clark, I need the application for the Masterclass. Or if you're in a space where you just want to talk and need 15 minutes to kind of work it through, walk it out, would love the opportunity just to spend some time with you and work through the strategies that make sense for you guys. With that being said, I got to go to a meeting. This is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark Podcast. I'll catch y'all later. i catch y'all on Clubhouse later. We'll see you in the next show. Peace. Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. I just wanted to come on really quick and say thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We are here to help you uh, simplify your processes so you can triple fundraising results to support the programs that mean so much to you. Would you be so kind to like, comment, and share this particular podcast? We are indebted to you for being faithful listeners to this particular podcast show, and we want to continue to spread uh, this message to other people who can benefit from it. So please share this podcast episode and entire show with your colleagues your friends and people who you know can benefit from this you can connect with us in two ways you can go to drwilliampclark.com again that's drwilliampclark.com or you can visit us at my sixfigurefunding.com again that's my sixfigurefunding.com there you can register for our free upcoming webinar how to triple fundraising results without chasing funders It is possible, and I share with you the secrets on how to do that. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.